Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where you get information and motivation for your crypto life and your life in general. I'm your host, Naja Roberts, a.k.a. Young Harriet, and my mission is to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is the first day in Women's History Month. Today is the first day of Women's History Month, and we, my friends, are not making his story. Today, we are making her story, her story. <laughs> so in celebration of all the women all around the world, in the blockchain space, in the NFT, the metaverse, the crypto space, this show today is dedicated to you. It is high time for us as women to stand up and say, we are here in this space. We are more than an arm piece. And I say that because when we go to conferences, we see little ladies running around half dressed, just trying to pick up somebody. But we are more than just an arm piece. We are a force to be reckoned with. And you better take notice. We are making a difference. We are changing the world. And we're not talking about it. But those of us in this community, we are being about it. In today's show, we're going to discuss a controversial subject in this cryptocurrency space. And that is about who created Bitcoin and really what's behind it. Satoshi Nakamoto is this is was the pseudonym for the name that was used by the mysterious creator of Bitcoin. The actual name is considered to be max masculine. It is a name that comes from Japan. That being said, there's no surprise that there is a male centric perception of blockchain and the blockchain revolution. Cryptocurrency right now combines finances and tech two of the industries that are very white male dominated. And according to the World Economic Forum, only 16 percent of the female students that graduate from science and technology subjects um, are coming out of college today compared to 47 percent of the men. There is a big gender disparity. And unfortunately, it predates back to before blockchain. It has been prevalent in the STEM fields, which, as we know, are science, technology, engineering, math. And that has been for decades. So far, women in this space have played a minor role in shaping cryptocurrency and blockchain. And that's according to the survey by courts. It stated that only one, only 11.5 of the venture backed cryptocurrency startups that were founded between 20 12 and 2021 were founded or co-founded by a woman in 2020 investors in Bitcoin witnessed wealth creation. And I need you all to hear they witnessed wealth creation of approximately $79 billion. That's with the B and only 7 billion of those $79 billion which is a mere 6.5% of that was actually obtained by women. People in the cryptocurrency space are debating about who created Bitcoin. And all we know is that this person named Satoshi, who has never been identified, is the one who created it. Some say Satoshi is someone in the government. 
Some argue that he is an American, European, Asian, or even an alien. A theory that was actually promoted by New York Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney. Uh, she stated this at a women on blockchain, a women in blockchain event in Brooklyn last May 13th. She stated that Satoshi is female and it raised many eyebrows. Her statement, actually, some felt was akin to suggesting that Jesus was a girl. And I am going to quote Eleanor Roosevelt as she said it best. Well behaved women rarely make history. So today. I'm going to shake this place up. I'm going to help this controversy continue because I'm going to say to you today that so Satoshi Nakamoto in the spirit of Women's History Month is a woman. When we come forward, I'm going to make my case on why I think the creator of Bitcoin, Satoshi Nakamoto, is a woman or deeper than that, maybe even a black woman. But one thing is for sure, we got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580, and we are unapologetically progressive. Be sure to follow and subscribe to all our socials at KBLA Talk 1580 on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. Stay in touch with us by downloading the all-new KBLA Talk 1580 app on your smartphone. Carry the convo wherever you go. And keep it locked to the only talk station that gives you a voice. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. All right. As we move forward in this conversation, we are talking about who Satoshi Nakamoto was and why or how I feel that this individual was a black woman or a woman in general. And as we think about Bitcoin, whoever created Bitcoin uh, had to be very, very resilient. They had to be thinking. There's a lot of different things that come into play around creating a whole entirely new monetary system that would not fail. This person who created Bitcoin, uh, I am, am again stating that it was a woman. Uh, specifically, I always say and I wear shirts that say Satoshi is a black woman. And the reason I say that is because we as women are resilient a lot of us bear a lot of weight on our shoulders, things that we don't share with others. And, you know, we have to we, we have been and we don't have to, but we have been stronger than others as it relates to the workplace. You know, we've got a lot of things that we do uh, before we even get to the workplace. And when we show up the, up at the workplace, we have to be the best at what we do. We have to be the ones that hold our head up high and we have to actually perform better than others in anything that we do. And we know this and, and this has been throughout history. We know this. We are the resilient ones. Uh, but yet we rise. We are the hidden figures. When you think back about the movie uh, Hidden Figures, when you think about the women behind the movement, the civil rights movement, all of those women were resilient. They went through a lot of things. Uh, but one thing was for sure, they were looking for solutions to this, the problems and the ills that were in the world and they wanted to be the change. And so they worked to have that done. And so 
Uh, I think that I'm really good and have a really good stance about the fact that Bitcoin is something that solves a whole lot of problems. And again, I constantly repeat when people are saying, you know, you act like Bitcoin solves everything. And I will tell you that everything that you throw at me, I can show you how Bitcoin will change it because it all boils down in some shape, form or fashion to economics. And I don't care what it is in our community, whether it's mental health, all of those things have to do with either access to to money or economics, or it, there's just so it just stems to F from everywhere. So just making sure that we're clear that this Women's History Month um, and every Women's History Month, we seek to celebrate gender equality and women's empowerment worldwide. And this is a month that we recognize the extraordinary acts of women as we all stand together. While the numbers in this cryptocurrency industry, unfortunately, are relatively small. Uh, and I really, really know this because most of the conferences that my husband and I go to uh, out of two or three thousand people, there's probably about 10 to 15 African-Americans. And of that, uh, there's probably about 30 or 40 women that are not there for other reasons. Um but that are really serious about learning. And so this is a place or a industry that we definitely need to start incorporating women. And if we start thinking back a little bit uh, younger to the young women and even the girls, we want them to be interested in STEM and STEAM because this is the way of the future. Uh, not just cryptocurrency, but blockchain. We're talking about drones. We're talking about all the different tech things, the NFTs, all the things that come in and out of uh, this industry. We need to start young with our young girls. And one of the reasons or one of the studies that I read stated that if we don't start introducing our girls to tech before age nine, they will not be interested in it. So, you know, it's imperative that we do some things to try to, to, to guide them in the right direction. And that's why I am an advocate for a lot of the nonprofit organizations that we have today that are teaching our young girls about coding and, and in the STEM area, because it is, it is critically important specifically for our community because tech is going to be in every single industry out there. And we want to have, uh, we want to have them ahead of the curve. So, as we move back into Satoshi being a woman, uh, I feel that Bitcoin was created by a woman because blockchain has a lot of very feminine approaches. Women approach solutions to problems very differently than men. Women tend to be more calculated, which is why she decided to stay anonymous. I feel myself sometimes that I get increasingly irritated uh, when I listen to people talk about uh, Bitcoin and what it actually was a product of. And most people, and I, I used to say it initially until I started to really research that Bitcoin was the result of a financial crisis because it actually wasn't. The person or the woman who created Bitcoin started working on Bitcoin and that Bitcoin white paper, which we talked about. Uh, the white paper is the document that talks about what the what Bitcoin is supposed to do, when it's supposed to do it, how it's supposed to do it. And it actually creates a roadmap to share with you uh, what Bitcoin is all about. 
and Bitcoin has stayed uh, true to that white paper. But whoever he, she uh, that wrote Bitcoin actually started in early 2007. That's actually over a year before the financial crisis actually hit the market, which is the first indication that Satoshi is a woman because she did not rush to get Bitcoin out to the public. She was very calculated and very strategic. In early 2007, the subprime mortgage industry was actually collapsing. But even um, while she was putting together the white paper and really formulating how this would work on the blockchain. Uh, financial insiders didn't even foresee what was about to unfold and on the scale that it was about to unfold. But what I do know is women pay close attention to detail. And so not that men don't, but I just know that women pay extra special close attention we don't miss a lot of things that you think we miss we just may not say anything but we don't we don't miss a lot of details uh and satoshi worked uh all the way through listening to different headlines that talked about the bankruptcies the bank tremors that were starting to make the headlines but there was no indication of this uh urgency that Satoshi knew might be coming. So there was no rush to urgency. Uh, I can imagine that she wore her pink shirt that said, keep calm and don't panic. Because as women, no matter what's going on in our house, no matter what's going on around us, no matter what's going on at work, we have a really good uh, grasp on keeping calm and not panicking. And that is another reason why I think Satoshi was a woman. By the time Satoshi actually uploaded this white paper uh, to the mailing list in October of 2008, the markets were in a full meltdown. The United States government has started taking over parts of the financial ecosystem and the central banks around the world started dropping their interest rates because they had to do what they could do as soon as possible. But they started printing money like crazy. The Genesis block, which we talked about, was the first block that was actually mined by Satoshi in early January of 2009. To be exact, that's January 3rd, 2009. Remember, we talked about uh, Bitcoin having two birthdays. One is October uh, 31st, 2008. And that is when uh, Satoshi actually uploaded the white paper. But the actual Genesis block uh, was on January 3rd, 2009. So those are two critical dates that you need to know, which gives you uh, the date to where we are today, that Bitcoin is 13 years old. But in that block that was mined, uh, Satoshi actually included in the text from that particular day. And again, that's in a block and we'll we'll we've talked about blockchain and how uh, sequences and, and things can be locked in a block, never to be changed, cannot be erased, cannot be altered uh, in that block. It was written. The time was January 3rd, 2009, and the chancellor was on the brink of a second bailout for the banks. And so many have taken that particular uh, quote and made it as proof that Bitcoin was created in reaction to the crisis. 
but really it reveals a lack of understanding about how much work went into the design of Bitcoin, as well as the long history behind the idea of having a peer-to-peer finance and the need to solve a money issue worldwide. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want to make sure that you understand that Bitcoin took a very long time to get ready to bring to market on the blockchain. Uh, There was a lot of thought that went into it, and we're going to get a little bit deeper into that in just a second. But a woman, in my opinion, would have the foresight to create something as incredible as Bitcoin and make sure that every single solitary element for success was in place and not worrying about someone else beating her to the market. So what I've seen, because I've been in this predominantly male Uh, financial services industry for the last 15 years is that a lot of those gentlemen throw stuff up and see what sticks against the wall. And then uh, they continue to backtrack to make things work out. But whoever did this was totally calculated. Satoshi was focused on things like durability. And we know that um, all of these attributes are attributes of money. So Satoshi made sure that Bitcoin was durable, that it was portable, that it was fungible, that it was scarce. And that's something else that I know. uh, And I'm not saying all men are greedy, but when we're looking at Wall Street and we're looking at all of these financial markets and some of these things that are going on, if it had been a man, I don't think that they would have dealt in scarcity. I think they would have done what they're doing with Dogecoin. We know a man created Dogecoin. In fact, we know exactly what man created Dogecoin. And they are printing up tens of thousands of those coins every 10 to 15 minutes, which would doesn't make it scarce at all. In fact, it doesn't allow for anybody to gain any value from those coins. But Bitcoin is created with scarcity and it has divisibility. I'm going to stop there for a second because the divisibility of Bitcoin is critically important. When someone asks me what I think the future of Bitcoin's price is going to be, do you know what I say? I say that in my children's children's lifetime, I believe that one Bitcoin will be worth a hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollars, not a hundred, not a hundred thousand, a hundred million. And why is that? Because right now it's divisible into a hundred million parts. And whoever created it is mathematically a genius because it is incredible that a hundred million people would be able to participate in one coin, even though there's only 21 million of these coins that will ever be created. It is scarce, but the divisibility helps us to understand that it is not too late. You are never too late. You need to be stacking some of these little divisible parts, which are called Satoshis, and making sure that your family has enough Satoshis uh, in the near future to really pass wealth on to your uh, heirs and your, you know, your children and your children's children. So it has some divisibility that folks don't really think about in its totality. And I think that divisibility is key. And I think a woman would have said, hey, let's make this accessible to everybody by making it very, very small increments. And also it's, re- it's recognizable. Um, it has a, it, 
it is definitely recognizable because all the other coins coming out, we can tell the difference. Uh, Bitcoin is the only coin that has done exactly what it set out to do at the time that it set out to do it. And we can trust what is in the white paper like clockwork because it is mathematical and it is absolute. Um, one of the other things that I would like to point out, which lets me know that Satoshi was a woman, is because women care about community a lot more than men. And not to say that they don't, but women care about uh, having a project that's collaborative. Bitcoin is collaborative. It takes all of us working together, takes miners working together to be inclusive. Uh, this is not based on race. It's not based on economic structure, uh, what you have in your bank, what you don't have in your bank. It is a team oriented thing. And I just believe that a woman would think more about that than uh, anybody else. Most women seek to solve problems, as I stated before, in this world. And our monetary system has been broken for a very, very long time under a 100 percent male led regime from back to when the Federal Reserve Bank was actually implemented in 1913. There has been no different thing going on. And I just think that some woman somewhere was sitting back, taking a look at what has been going on since 1918 and saying, hey, you know what? We've got to do something different. And all of the characteristics about how women execute in business today are really fundamental elements of how the blockchain and cryptocurrencies are benefiting the world and are per particularly uh, being very, very effective in today's less hierarchical, fast-paced, innovative, driven world. And I am super, super excited about uh, what we're able to do with Bitcoin and just the thought that went into it. And so as I look at Bitcoin today and as I look at Women's History Month, uh, never before in history have women been able to, just like African-Americans, be as self-sovereign as we can in the Bitcoin space. And we're going to talk about some statistics uh, when we come forward. I am making sure that we understand that while we are women and African-Americans, a minority in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space, we do not have to be. And we are on the rise and we are working very, very hard to gain the understanding that we need to continue to go from just surviving to thriving. And I am so, so forever grateful to the individuals that introduced me to Bitcoin and to the individuals that helped me get an epiphany that Bitcoin could possibly change the financial trajectory of my family and my community and my world forever. As when we come forward, we will talk about some of the different key points and some of the things that uh, have been said about women in this space that are not actually accurate. And we will talk about that, ladies and gentlemen, because we have a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We know you have options, but thank you, thank you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. 
History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. Talk about. All right, all right. Her story is being made this month for uh, Women's History Month, and so we are super excited about that. And we are having a discussion today about Satoshi Nakamoto, the creator of Bitcoin, being a woman. Uh, but we also just r- really want to segue into ensuring that women understand how important they are to this ecosystem, uh, and giving you some empowering words to know. Uh, that there are a lot of myths out there about women in the tech space, in the blockchain space, in the cryptocurrency space that are just not true. And so I'm going to elaborate on a couple of points uh, that I've seen or heard or have been asked. One of the things that they say is that women are not interested in blockchain and cryptocurrency. And that is absolutely not true. I think a lot of our women really need to just get educated about cryptocurrency, which is why I am so passionate about educating our community all across the United States. I don't know if you all have really paid attention to the commercials that are coming out nowadays. Just start stopping instead of getting up while you're watching TV. Start taking a look at how they are marketing to black women. Women, our women are being marketed to. Why is that? And I, uh, actor Hill Harper told us yesterday, he corrected me in my number. We have 1.9 trillion with the T uh, worth of spending power in our community. And if you start looking at these commercials, you will really see that they're having uh, our black women uh, in all the commercials doing a whole bunch of different things. They could even have a Caucasian spouse, uh, but they are definitely in that commercial or something to do with us is in that commercial because they know who holds the purse strings. It is known that we uh, are going to college. Women are going to college at rates much larger than men. Uh, and and because of that, we're coming out and getting the jobs and the things uh, that we need to do to, of course, take care of our families. And they understand that. So uh, please know that because blockchain and cryptocurrency and all these other uh, technology spaces are upon us, that, that more marketing is going to be done to you. Uh, but I actually have some numbers uh, to really just help you and, and not African-American numbers, just uh, uh, numbers in general for women. And the, the numbers have actually been changing because in 2018, females represented in the Bitcoin community stood at about 5%. That was in 2018. But today in 2022, it is almost at 13.9%. And that's according to the recent data from Coindance. Also, uh, another report that was published also states that grayscale investments, and we're going to have a um, a conversation about grayscale investments and investing in platforms that give you exposure to Bitcoin, but not the actual Bitcoin. That's a whole nother show. But it actually showed that investments Uh, Women are investing in places like Grayscale. Um, And it showed that 43% of those investors uh, are in Bitcoin and they're women. And so it is not the truth that women are not interested. I just feel like 
we need a lot more education so we can feel a lot more secure in understanding what we're doing. And I will just point out to the fact that probably about a month ago now, Susie Orman told all her listeners and her followers to buy at least $100 worth of Bitcoin a month. Now, she can do that because she's a licensed financial advisor. Um, and, you know, it, it, it takes for her to say that for people to start really opening their eyes and really start to see that they really do need to start adding Bitcoin to their portfolio. And she absolutely said that. And you don't have to trust me. You can go and verify it. Um, it also stated that women were not skilled in investing in anything or cryptocurrency. But I want to make sure that women know and understand that most of the studies suggest that men are predisposed towards bubbles in a way that women are not. The most comprehensive study on gender and stock market shows that women who invest on their own or on behalf of the organization or the company that they work for take more cautions and take a more cautious approach than what men tend to. And quite frankly, they tend to outperform their male peers. And in the long run, they seem to be trading on a very good <laughs> with on a very good ratio. And so for all of you women that are thinking about trading, and I'm not one of the ones that is against cryptocurrency trading, we will have somebody on to talk to you about crypto trading. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that conversation. But do not be afraid of getting in here and starting to learn. It's never too late. I don't care if you're 45. I don't care if you're 65 or 70. You can get in and learn how to trade. Not necessarily your Bitcoin. Because I'm really talking to our community. Or suggesting to our community. That we need to be stacking Satoshis right now. And holding it. Because our Bitcoin has not yet reached its full potential. One of the last ones I'll go and talk about before we come forward uh, is that a lot of women feel like they cannot contribute to the blockchain development. I got to let you all know that there is no blockchain experts in its totality right now. Now, there's a lot of people that know a lot about blockchain, but most of these companies that you go to, they're looking for experts. So if you start right now, we're very early in this space. You have the opportunity to learn and be just as good as somebody who has been in this space in about five or six years for about five or six years. I hear it all the time. You know, I was on a platform this morning and somebody said, you know, I've only been in blockchain since uh, since October, and they're on stage talking about something that they created in this space. You have got to really take a look at what blockchain offers. And I'm not just talking about money, uh, but we're talking about art. We're talking about, I have a young lady that's doing recipes on the blockchain. Uh, she's not, and, and really not well versed in blockchain, but you can do this. There are uh, companies out there that have structured and created programs that allow just regular everyday folks like me and you to really understand blockchain. And you can uh, get in and develop. So most of us believe that men, men invented computers and the Internet because it's been so male dominated. However, women have played an important role as a pioneers, such as a lady named Ada Lovelace. If you haven't looked her up, look her up. ADA. Her name is Ada Lovelace. 
there's another lady named Grace Hopper, and they were the world's first computer programmers. Why don't we hear about them? Uh, they may be with those hidden figures that we saw that were at NASA, but they were some of the world's first computer programmers. They were women without the input of remarkable women in crypto. We may not have made all the breakthroughs that we have made to pave the way for this current landscape. Gender inequality deprives our society from wealth, and we need to really understand that. The power of the blockchain has a potential to reshape the financial world, but also really affect the wider social context of promoting gender inequality. Cryptocurrency and blockchain can boost women's economic opportunities and encourage engagement. I want to let you all know that crypto needs more women in order to create a financial technology that works for everybody. If Satoshi Nakamoto was a woman, I couldn't think of a better message to empower young women and young black women to enter the computer science world and have a huge impact in making the world a better place. When we come forward, we are going to do our daily dollar cost average. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Nobody's perfect, but everybody's important. Don't change the dial. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right, all right. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve, and my name is Naja Roberts, a.k.a. Young Harriet. Super excited about leaving, leading my people out of financial slavery. And my plan to do that is to help you stack your Satoshis. So for the next year, and we started yesterday, dollar cost averaging. For those of you that don't know what dollar cost averaging is, that is taking a little bit every single day and putting it into Bitcoin, not touching it, not worrying about it, not worrying if the price is up or down, but we're going to do that on the Black Wall Street wallet, which is a wallet that you download from your Android or Apple store. And I am going to take mine out today because I'm going to do this live on the air for the next year. So you all can see what six dollars a day is helping me do keep poverty away. Uh, and again, a dollar, I'm calling it a DCA dollar a day keeps poverty away. So I'm taking out my Black Wall Street wallet, uh, which I've got KYC. We talked about that yesterday. That means know your customer. You absolutely have to do that. And I actually stored $50 from my um, from my bank account in the Black Wall Street wallet. So I'll have that $6 to pull from every day. And so I'll just replenish that as I need to. So today I open up the wallet. I click on the purple uh, circle with the two arrows going in both directions. I hit buy Bitcoin. It says one time is my frequency. I hit $6. And today I hit continue. And it tells me that the price of Bitcoin right now is 44000 which it's up from yesterday. Uh, $44,030. And so again, I'm using my $6 to buy some Bitcoin. So I'm going to confirm. <coughs> I'm going to confirm. 
And now I'm going to hit done. And I have purchased myself $6 worth of Bitcoin today. Now I want you to know something about my wallet. I started my wallet off with $50. I bought $6 yesterday and I remember the fee was 11 cent. And today I didn't check what my fee is, but I'm still up because my wallet says I have $50 and 50 cent. So just made a little bit. I made 50 cent, not much, but you know, uh, a DCA a day can keep poverty away. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's so many activities going on in the cryptocurrency space for, again, this Her Story Month. And uh, one of them is today we have Wine, Women and Crypto. We are featuring our very own Kim Booker. She has an incredible story, uh, a lot to share about how she was raised and where she is today in this cryptocurrency space. So if you go to my social media, you can follow me at Naja Roberts everywhere. No underscores, no anything, just Naja Roberts. And you can hear uh, Kimberly as we talk to her on Wine, Women and Crypto. And I'd also uh, like to tell you all that in the morning, um, you know, we had the ladies come on last Friday. You'll have to go to the replays to listen to that. But Women in, uh, International Women in Blockchain Month, we have a month-long event going on, and we're featuring all sorts of phenomenal women in the space from all around the world. This is about women empowerment. This cryptocurrency space is no different. When we come forward, we're going to wrap it up. And I am just so excited to just segue into uh, some things. So when we come forward, we have a lot to talk about. This is KBLA 1580. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are rooting for everybody black. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. All right. We are here and just really excited about the hour we just had. And just to recap in the cryptocurrency, blockchain, metaverse, and NFT space, we as women have a long way to go before there is some uh, gender equality in this crypto and blockchain space. But you know what? It hasn't stopped several of us women. And one of these women I would like to actually showcase today, and I probably do this all month long, just find a woman somewhere in the world uh, that has tackled a whole range of social issues. And these issues range from girls' education in developing countries to just curing the wealth gap in the black community. Uh, but the person I want to actually talk about today, you all know her. She came on once before, but she just comes to mind because she's always talking about what she needs to do in the black community. And that's Tavanya Evans. Tavanya is the founder and lead engineer of Guapcoin, which she created to help close the wealth gap and support black owned businesses in the United States. Despite being hospitalized with COVID-19 and facing sweeping funding cuts, Evans says that her company accomplished more last year than ever before. We've onboarded hundreds of women of color into the masternode space. And if you don't know what a masternode is, hold on. We'll be having a course on masternodes very shortly. She onboarded uh, women in the masternode space, uh, an area of crypto that is largely male dominated. 
And 70% of guap, and that's the name of her coin, guap coin nodes are owned by women of color. And I just actually happen to be one of those. And I'm really proud to have supported her and am a node holder. Um, it's it. She actually stated that we've sparked awareness about crypto among a population with less access and education in crypto and finances. And we continue to do so. So my hat goes off to Miss Tavanya Evans and all that she's done to make sure that she gets the word out to the community and that she also is being the change that she wants to see because she created a coin to recycle black dollars and help businesses. Her coin again is Guap coin and she is on the Binance smart chain. And as you start to learn, you'll learn that every different coin has a different blockchain. They're not all the same. They're not all created equal. And that is what this radio station uh, has allowed me the opportunity to do. And that's educate you. And I promise you, when you come back tomorrow, you will be able uh, to get some more education. Uh, tomorrow, we will be talking with Justin Reddick. And he has a book call from bars to Bitcoin. Yes, he is formerly incarcerated. And he has made education about of Bitcoin uh, his mission. And we're going to hear from him tomorrow. I am super excited about him having him here on the West Coast. He may not be here in California, but he is definitely on the West Coast. I know he's in Vegas for a conference call Unconfiscatable. Uh, and that'll be Justin Rhetoric. But as I make way, ladies and gentlemen, today, I want to say thank you for your time. We're making way for the D.L. Hughley show. I'm super excited to say that for the very first time uh, because I just got an epiphany when I was writing things out that, uh, you know, he's behind me in this and he is an incredible individual. Stay tuned for what he has to share today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ahead of the Crypto Curve. I am Naja Roberts. Naja Roberts on all social media.